Tip number two is to, of course, set yourself up for success for the day by eating a protein-packed breakfast. Start to, you know, get curious. Look at what you're already eating for breakfast, what's easy, what you enjoy, and then let's add in the efficacy dose there and say, how could I increase the volume of protein here? Now, if you're already having 20 to 30 grams, which is what's recommended, then you're good to go. Let's look at where we can add and make sure that we're having protein with any snacks and with lunch and so on and so forth. But if you look at your breakfast and say, hey, I'm only having, you know, between 7 to 12, maybe even 15 grams of protein, let's look at how we can gradually start to dial that up. Again, the emphasis on gradually, we don't want to go from, I'm not having any protein at breakfast to trying to cram 30 grams of protein in there. So look at what you're doing and see how we can slowly start to improve. Number three, mix up your protein choices and find the best sources that best help keep your appetite at bay. This is a big one. I never in a million years thought would have thought that having eggs for breakfast would stimulate cravings. But a couple of years ago, I had a client and she swore up and down that every time that she had eggs for breakfast, that her cravings were just out of control. She was hungry all the time and she was just insatiable. And so my brain was just going over and over and over. Okay. This is what she's eating at this meal. And, and we tried everything. We tried to change everything except for these eggs. And literally all we did was change the eggs. And she started having some lean chicken for breakfast, which for her was enjoyable. It wasn't effective and it was easy because she was able to cook mass amounts of it. So just getting curious, if you notice that your breakfast has plenty of protein, you know, maybe that protein source doesn't go well for your body. There's lots of protein sources out there. You can change it up. Some people feel like, um, you know, having some uh, protein shakes. Some people feel like protein shake. And, you know, some protein shakes do have artificial sweeteners in them. So do be mindful of that. That protein shakes make them hungry, make them crave more, and essentially make them insatiable. So again, just looking at what you're doing and saying, you know, is this working for me or against me? That's number three. All right. So our last two are going to work hand in hand again. Um, Number seven is getting stressed. So this is another one of those that it's like, okay, I don't always have that much control over and I hear you. But stress doesn't just put you in an overwhelmed mood. It affects your hormones in a way that appears to be linked with cravings, especially for sweet foods. About one quarter of adults rate their level of stress as eight or higher on a 10 point scale. So That's pretty significant. Studies show, here's a shocker, that women in particular are under stress. And when they're under stress, they eat more and have more cravings than women who don't feel stressed at all, which is a smaller percentage. Most of us caretakers feel a a fair amount of stress. To add insult to injury, stress causes your body to release excess cortisol, which can lead to weight gain, especially in the belly region. So here is a quick rundown of what can happen. When you get a sudden jolt of stress, at first, it might cut your appetite as your body goes through its fight or flight response. But if the stress continues, your body releases cortisol, which boosts your appetite. People who are stressed seem to be drawn to certain types of food, and these are high in calories, fat, sugar, or all three. That could be because those foods actually soothe some of your body's stress responses, including your emotions. Not only that, but when you're stressed, you probably don't sleep very well. So tack on the cravings, boosting sleep deprivation and hormonal responses as well. 
I'm just going to pause there for a moment because I, I can already feel some of my clients, some of my mom saying, okay, mom, what am I going to do, do about this? Well, if you haven't listened to episode, I believe it was 35, where we talked about stress management and stress relief, that would be my first strategy. Go listen to that. But my next strategy would be don't wait to deal with stress. Plan ahead for it. So many, so many of my clients that I work with are like, okay, this week I'm going into this and I'm just not going to let things stress me out. And that is just a really, really bad strategy. That's using hope as a strategy rather than having an actual plan. We know that we're going to get stressed out. So let's figure out how we're going to deal with it rather than waiting until we're in the moment we're in that fight or flight response system. Include stress management techniques in your everyday life. Go for walks outside, meditate, journal, pray, whatever it is that works for you to manage your stress. Include it every single day. Include five to 10 minutes of deep breathing techniques to help activate your body's relaxation response. This is huge. This is actually something I learned to do before I even really knew that it was a thing when I worked third shift. I would take little breaks for five to 10 minutes, do some breath work, and this would just help me relax and help regulate my nervous system so that by the time I was off my shift, I would be able to go home and go to sleep. If you find yourself dealing with stress-related cravings, recognize them and do your best to direct your energy towards healthier choices. So here's the thing, guys. Whether it's sleep deprivation or it's stress, one of the most powerful and empowering things that you can do is to notice a name. I'm craving this because I'm stressed. I'm craving this because I'm tired. Notice and name what it is. This is one of the biggest ways that you're going to start to move past it. This is going to take us straight into our final craving creator, and it is your environment and your emotions. Do you know what triggers your cravings? I bet if you sat down and you were honest with yourself and did a little journaling exercise, you might know a few of them, but chances are there are some unconscious triggers that making you crave certain foods. Um, you know, some people think that they're that their um, their monthly cycle is a trigger for cravings. And so I honest to God, I've <laughs> had so many clients, you know, come to me and later we figure out, you know, they know when their cycle is going to be and they know the week before is their PMS cycle. And we've completely eliminated most of their PMS symptoms, but they swear that they can, you know, give in to certain foods and certain things because it's a certain part of their cycle only to figure out that they were just allowing that to be an excuse or a story that they told themselves. So some cravings you might recognize, craving pizza on Fridays to celebrate making it through the week or wanting some ice cream when you feel bored. Or maybe it's simply knowing that there are cookies in the pantry. This is another big one, especially with littles around. While those are obvious, you might have some hidden triggers or habits that you're not aware of. For example, you might associate sitting down on the couch at night with specific foods afternoons with a sweet pick-me-up, or weekend mornings with brunch foods. That's another big one. These triggers seem automatic, so you don't even actually think about them. We'll, again, wind up with narratives around, like, I made it through the week. I am going to enjoy this. You know, before COVID hit, I, I'm having a girl's weekend. I'm going to enjoy this brunch food. And that's fine, but we also are looking at it from an automatic thing rather than being mindful about it. And we're not even thinking about the repercussions of our choices. So once you're aware of your triggers, you can, you can anticipate them and have a plan in place for when they strike. Here are some of the common triggers that I haven't really talked about yet. Having snack food in the house, feeling angry or lonely, feeling happy or wanting to celebrate a birthday, promotion, or another win. 
associating certain foods with specific activities, pizza and bowling, buttery popcorn and movies, wings and football, etc. There are so many things that we just automatically do. And we think that it's just what we are. We don't have the willpower. We don't have the discipline. So just start to recognize your patterns and just start to recognize your habits. And that is a really, really, it's a hard, it's a challenging step to take in, in managing your cravings, but it's a very, very rewarding one. Once we can figure out our patterns, what, once we can start to figure out our food narratives, then we really don't go back. We don't go back We we have that mindfulness and awareness in place and we're able to just continue moving forward. All right. So here's some of my tips. Take note of your cravings and the circumstances surrounding them and watch for patterns. They usually have one. If possible, avoid keeping trigger foods in your home. Now, this is a common tip that a lot of people give, and I put it in here because it's not wrong, but ultimately when I work with clients one-on-one, I like for them to be able to have whatever they want in their house, and it's just no longer a trigger. But right now, if you're in the heat of it and you know it's a trigger food, then let's just go ahead and take it out of the house. If you must have trigger foods in your home because of someone else in your household, aka a toddler, keep them out of sight so they don't tempt you. Make it make it effort to get them out. Distance yourself from cravings. Go for a walk, brush your teeth, have a big drink of water, or otherwise change up your behavior until it passes. Again, don't try to mindlessly do it, but you can kind of think about it when you're walking, brushing your teeth, or if you're going to have some water, just allow yourself to get curious about the cause of the craving. Next, be mindful. Before you give in to a craving, ask yourself, why do you want it? Ask yourself if you're hungry. And then here's the big question that most people don't want to answer. Are you feeling emotional or stressed? And is that why you want this food? And then lastly, if you do decide to eat the food, create a distraction-free zone. Turn off the television, put your phone down, and eat the food. Enjoy it thoroughly and slowly. This is the thing, and I've said it on the podcast before, is I work with so many people that will give into a craving food. Um, they'll, you know, try to resist, 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 and then they'll give into it. And then they don't even enjoy it because they're beating themselves up for enjoying it. If you're going to have something that you know is probably not the best choice, the best thing you can do at that point is to eat it mindfully and to eat it slowly and to enjoy it. All right, guys, I hope this little mini series was helpful. I would love to hear what you're implementing and trying in your own life. If you're not already in the Strong Mamas and Macros community, I'd love to see you there. You can head to updogwellnessandfitness.com, click on the group, and join us there. All right, have a great day. I will talk to you soon.